Inflation in Canada is out of control. And while blaming this guy is easy, you're smart and you want to know the full story of what the hell is going on. Even with interest rates rising, we are still seeing wild inflation in key areas that are hurting your wallet. So today we're going to take a look at what is happening with the Canadian economy and what we can hope for moving forward. So the inflation number came in last Tuesday at 6.8%, which is actually a cooling off from the highs earlier this year. And at first glance, it looks like the interest rate increases by the Bank of Canada is working swimmingly on inflation, especially when we look at this chart. It looks like as interest rates have increased, inflation has come in and there is some truth to that. But there's a different story when you look deeper into the numbers. One of the biggest components that has led to wild inflation on the way up and on the way down is gas and energy. Now, when we were seeing this run up earlier this year, I was always very skeptical when a lot of the inflation we saw was driven by energy, the war in Ukraine, etc. as that can be extremely volatile and it is not nearly as sticky as other things like shelter or other goods. For example, you don't see the price of toilet paper skyrocket to $12, then down to 10, then to eight, then back up to 12 like you do with gas. Things like durable goods and shelter generally rise in price, they stick, then continue to rise over time. They tend to also be a much bigger expense to you than something like gas. For example, if gas goes up 10% and it costs you $200 to fill up your Honda every month, well, now you pay an extra $20 a month. Man, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Now, if your rent pay more to go up 10% and your rent is $3,000, well, now you're gonna pay 3,300, which is $300 more and is a much bigger hit to your wallet, though the relative percentage is still the same as it was with the gas. By the way, guys, if you are enjoying this video, I would love if you click the like button as it helps get these videos out to more Canadians. Now, there is this thing called Inflation X Energy and Food that economists often refer to to get a sense of the more sticky inflation or what is known as core inflation. This typically gives a more reliable picture as to how the general price levels of goods and services are rising, and it's an attempt to sort of control for the wild fluxes in food and energy. However, as you've probably noticed at your local grocery store, food prices just keep going up. They're <laughs> going down. If we look at the past two years, food in orange is a lot more smoothed out, is still on an upward trajectory, and is more correlated to overall inflation. Whereas when we compare it to private transportation, which volatility largely consists of fuel, gas, the swings are much more violent and it is less correlated with overall inflation. You can see back in 2020 when oil was negative and you could get a pack of gum more expensive than it costs to fill up your car. And goddammit, I miss those days. I know you do too. And you can also see the large come down recently as gas prices have come down overall in recent months. So when we really look at why the recent inflation print for Canada is decreasing, we clearly see that it has a large part to do with energy. On a monthly basis, gasoline prices fell 3.6% in November, following a 9.2% increase in October, largely driven by price declines in Western Canada. The reopening of refineries in the Western United States contributed to lower prices in BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. But you might be wondering, if food prices are sticking and I don't think I'll ever see $2 for a dozen eggs for the rest of my life, isn't taking food out of the inflation numbers missing the true picture of the state of inflation in Canada. I would say so. Prices for food purchased from stores rose 11.4% year over year in November, following an 11% gain in October. That means that inflation is still rising for food. Food across the board is increasing with prices for groceries rising at a faster rate than overall inflation 
every month since December 2021. Canadians saw prices increase at a faster pace in November 2022 for non-alcoholic beverages at 19.4%, fresh fruit at 11%, and meat at 6.2%. Some other wild increases are consumable oils at 26% versus last year, coffee and tea at 16.8% versus last year, and eggs at 16.7%. Bro, I miss my $2 dozen eggs. And listen, it is not just food that is continuing to rise. These interest rate hikes have been squeezing homeowners across Canada and rent is actually continuing to rise as well. Mortgage interest costs continue to jump as it's 14.5% higher in November compared to 11.4% in October. And this is the largest increase since the early friggin 80. And it is not just homeowners, but rent also increased at 5.9% in November on a year over year basis following a 4.7% increase in October. That means rent is going up at the fastest pace in 30 years. And there's more. We also have higher levels of household items, health and personal care and alcohol tobacco in Canada. Now guys, if we look at these five major components, every single one of them is still on an upward trajectory and is projected to continue to rise for several more months at a minimum. So what is the story here? For me, if you really want to know how inflation is doing, it's great to see lower prices at the pump, but don't let the massive drops in energy mask what's really going on. For most Canadians, their wallet is still getting hammered. And some of these categories in absolute dollar terms are going to affect them more than fluxes in gas prices. The Bank of Canada is going to have to keep hiking to get these components of inflation under control. And that makes a recession next year more and more likely. With all that negativity out of the way, I, you know, I'm a positive guy, so let's talk positives. Listen, we are close to reaching the point where the economy cools off. Things will slow down, there'll be less jobs, and maybe things won't be as plentiful as they were in, say, 2021. But hey, I'm no fortune teller, and there's no telling what could happen. This is all speculation. But in my opinion, I think if we do head for a recession, it will be the most predictable one of all time. I I don't believe that it would be crazy harsh barring some crazy black swan event. Now, listen, in the meantime, how you can combat inflation is to continue to be diligent with your budget and make sure you're optimizing for your own personal inflation rate. Everyone's own personal inflation rate is going to be different. For example, not everybody drives, so fluxes in gas prices really don't matter as much. Some people rent, some people own. There's actually a super cool calculator you can check up below that Stats Canada put together that can help you calculate your own personal inflation rate so you can adjust and see how you can optimize your budget. What's truly important is that you make strategic decisions around the categories that really move the needle for your budget, like your shelter, how you get to work, your food, etc. Reduce your expenses as much as you can and try to increase income as much as humanly possible via a raise, career upgrades, side hustles, etc. while you still can. Now is the time to really buffer your savings, pay down your high interest debt if you have it, and stack friggin' cash as you not only want to curb inflation as much as humanly possible, but you also want to be in a financially healthy position should we hit some turbulence in 2023. You've got this, baby. I know you do. And if you want to learn how to advance your financial position and really become wealthy, check out this video here, which is a full breakdown on the tax-free savings account and how you can use it to become rich.